Hello, and welcome to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. While there, you can join in the conversation about this show. Just search for Built Different Podcast in your internet browser. Here now is your host, Zach Clinton, on this edition of the Built Different Podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. Man, I cannot wait to release today's episode, as our very special guest today is Liberty University head baseball coach, Coach Scott Jackson. Man, let me tell you guys something. This guy is one of my very dearest friends, honestly. Um, Coach has been somebody that has left such an impact and an imprint on my life, and when I say he has influenced the trajectory of my life for the better, I truly mean that about him. Um, He really instilled within me during my playing days at Liberty. I got to play underneath him for my last two seasons, and he really brought something up to the mountain and to that baseball team up at Liberty that has just changed the culture of the entire program. And it's not just changed it for the good when it comes to the wins, when it comes to the statistical things and making regionals and different things like that. Really, what he's brought to the program is understanding the meaning and the power of relationship. You know, he's a guy who I mentioned it during the interview, but I'll never forget the first time um, my phone rang when Coach Jackson took the head coaching job up there after my first two seasons. And I was going into my junior and senior year not knowing who the head coach was going to be, but he picked up the phone and he called me and each and every one of my teammates, just letting us know and just instilling within us the understanding that he cared enough about us to pick up the phone and to make that phone call. And he let us know each and every day that he loved us. And it was so much more than just an on-the-field relationship, but it was, hey, I have an open-door policy. I want you guys to come in. I want to talk to you about how you're doing off the field. And he always made a point to do so. So, man, I just can't thank the guy enough. Uh, Coach Jackson, you're such a blessing in my life, and I really appreciate you. I want to list off a couple of his accolades up front because, like I said, he is a seasoned veteran and leader as a coach. He was actually named one of the top assistant coaches in the country by Baseball America during his tenure at UNC Chapel Hill in 2013. And he was also named the Virginia Coach of the Year by the Virginia Sports Information Directors in 2019. And most recently, hear this, he was named the ASUN Conference Coach of the Year last season. So this guy understands what true leadership and development looks like. But what we really dive into in this episode today and something that Coach brings up is such a valuable point when it comes to understanding um, just this whole idea of servant leadership. He actually brings up that he just saw something the other day and shared it with us that, you know, the word servant was used over 800 times throughout Scripture and the word leader was used only six That's pretty crazy to think about, just the contrast between the two, because we live in a culture and society that preaches, hey, you got to go out and be the next leader, right? Go do it on your own. You can lead. You can do this well. But man, you cannot lead well until you first learn how to follow or serve well. I want to read this verse to you. Mark 10, verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now you guys have to understand that right there is the heart of our hero, Jesus. 
and given in really one simple statement. I mean, his words right there, they have to become our legacy. His example right there has to be the pattern for our lives. Jesus bought us out of Satan's grasp and brought us to freedom through the ransom price that he paid. And guess what, my friends? We are now called to follow in his example and to live this life and his life in our world. We are to serve and to sacrifice for others. Living to serve others is the Jesus way of life. Let me say that one more time. Living to serve others is the Jesus way of life. My prayer is that you guys would be encouraged in and through this episode and that you guys too would understand the power and the significance not only of relationships, but then how to do relationships by serving those, the ones that you love, and guess what? The ones that are a little tough to love as well. You guys, that powerful interview with Coach Scott Jackson will be coming up right after this short break. Want to learn more from Zach? You can invite him to speak at your next event. Zach travels all over the nation, inspiring leaders young and old, from students to athletes, military personnel, and more. Zach is passionate about challenging others to push past their limits and lead a built different life. To book Zach for your next event, you can visit ZachClinton.com. That's ZachClinton.com. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. Here now are your hosts, Zach Clinton and Brooke Bryant. Hey, Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. It's a good opportunity to always spend time with you guys, and especially any time a former player rolls through, it's a good thing. Mm, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm super pumped just to talk with you specifically because a lot of my friends are on the baseball team and yep. they just That's speak it. so highly of you yeah. and how you've poured into their lives and helped them become the men that they are. And so that made me so eager because I know Zach's had some good amount of time oh, with yes. you, but I haven't. Yep, yep. And so I'm eager just for us to hear your heart today. Yeah. But first, I want our listeners to understand the veteran and coach, coach, you are coach. Like you coach, you're the assistant coach at UNC Wilmington. You're yep. the assistant coach at UNC Chapel Hill. Yep. Now you've been the head coach here at Liberty since yep. 2016. Mm. Come yeah. on, you've led our team to some great championships, yeah. some great first place finishes. That's been awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, but coach, I know we're heading into the spring season 2022. I want to hear from you just what you're most excited about, about this team specifically. I know this is an exciting time. So how are you feeling about the team? How's it looking? I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it's it's been a fun ride. Um, you know, it's it's it, it, it doesn't – we haven't even started our season yet. But, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you know, Zach, I mean, you, you, we've already – I mean, we've already come a good a good ways just in terms of being around each other and enjoying yeah. the the time together. Right. Uh, I try to remind our guys a lot of just how fleeting the moments are that you have together because right. that one particular group of guys is never, probably ever, all going to be in the same room again. You know, once the season's over with, that's just the way life rolls. And so, mm-hmm. um, it, it's been fun to watch them, be with them, um, just to accomplish some things. I think that we need to. Um, to me, the fall is all about just trying to stay healthy um, and and trying to 
to understand each other and where we're going and, and try to learn a little bit about every guy's story and, and try to be invested a little bit more from um, just the human side of it more so than than the baseball side of it. And so anytime I think you can accomplish that, I think you set a foundation that we can lose together, um, that can, we can certainly win together, and I think that yeah. carries over you know, into the spring. So I, I think that's where we are. Time will tell. The journey's always, you know, going to throw things at you that yeah. um, you don't expect. So uh, here we go. You know, we get bad weather yeah. right as we get back to school and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, they're not <laughs> no. wasted any time. So let's do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Coach, um, having played for you for two years and yeah. being here from your beginnings here at Liberty University, you know, I've always seen the heart for your players, something that you just noted. And, you know, I think from the beginning, I saw the leader that you were, and I appreciated that about you. There's a quote that I heard the other day that said, you know, most leaders make you think that they're important, but the best leaders let you know and understand that you are the one that's important. And from the very beginning, I remember getting a phone call from you back in 2016, the summer that you got the job and accepted the job here at Liberty. I'll never forget just my phone ringing, I answering it. You and Coach Gaines called me separately, and I think that set the tone um, for your tenure here at Liberty the entire time of knowing that you were invested in who we were as players and that we were the important ones ultimately. And I think that to me means so much. And so my question to you is just the meaning of relationships. You always say it's not going to be, you're not going to remember the stats, you're just going to remember your teammates and how you made them feel. Yeah. And so tell me, what about the significance and the meaning of relationships makes you kind of love coaching? Yeah, I think, I mean, it was real in my life to begin with. So I think anytime you try to uh, envision yourself in this position of leadership, you say, yeah. okay, what were my experiences yeah. and how would I want them to be if I played for me? Right. Um, and that's just kind of how I always, I think, looked at it. Um, right. I think there was some great mentors in my life, Mark Scaff at UNC Wilmington, Mike Fox at UNC, um, and mm -hmm. just the chance to, the, to to be around them and watch them and understand why they were good and what they were doing with players to uh, um, to to foster relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the winning and losing. I've always looked at it this way: if you care about the things that really matter in our lives, so the relationships with the guys and their growth, like yeah. there's there's a lot of ways to grow other than can you throw harder and can you hit it you know further. I mean, right. so if you can take all those things and you can grow spiritually, you can grow mm -hmm. socially, you can grow in the classroom, mm -hmm. you can grow in the weight room. Let's leave the baseball part last. Yeah. And if we take care of those things, get, I, I just I, I think we're going to win on the field that's because right. we have, you know, kind of a holistic approach to all this. Mm. And so that's just kind of the way I, I think I tried to approach it with you guys when we first yeah. got here and you're taking over a new team. And yeah. I just think, you know, if you if if you're a player, you just look if you're a coach, you look and say, OK, if I'm a player in this program and it gets to walk it every day. Are we headed in the right direction? And that's just a constant reevaluation, I think, no matter, mm -hmm. you know, what the players, what the team every year, I think you kind of have to look at it that way to give yourself a chance to kind of keep that momentum going. Because it's 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 easy to get there. It's hard yeah. to sustain that success. And so for us, that's mm -hmm. that's what's in front of us right now. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, mm -hmm. love it. It's cool hearing you talk about uh, holistic growth yeah. because it's true. You cannot grow just like single – like the areas of your life don't grow on an island. It's it's this collective growth yeah. that we see even all throughout nature, which is so interesting. Yeah. But coach, it's obvious when you speak about your players and your team that you are just a very relational and strong leader. Mm -hmm. You're a veteran leader. And that's mm -hmm. not just recognized by like, I just sitting, I'm sitting here in this room mm -hmm. 10 minutes and I notice it. Yeah. Zach is 
been under your leadership for a long time and he yeah. sees it um but it's even recognized like you got the virginia coach of the year 2019 mm-hmm. just got the asun conference head coach of the year yeah. like come on like people are recognizing there's something different mm-hmm. about the way that you lead and so something i'm curious about for you is um what do you think it is about your leadership or good leaders in general what are the qualities and characteristics that a leader needs to possess in order to lead well mm-hmm. Well, I would say recruit good players and hire good assistant coaches. <laughs> That'll win you a lot of awards. Um, you know, no, I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm joking, but I'm not. I mean, you know, yeah. that, that, that really, all those awards are just a reflection of, you know, the people in this building. I just happen to be in that corner office, you know. And so mm-hmm. from that perspective, I think when you're looking at, like, what the qualities of somebody that um, maybe draws people with them, like, here's where we're going to go and I'm going to take you with me. I just think it's such a layered day by day. I mean, if, if you walk down to the stadium and you felt like, oh, I, I had a good conversation with my coach today, then if that doesn't kind of pop up again for a while, it's kind of like, you know, okay, it's just, is this just a one-time thing for me? Is it? So I've always tried. It's hard. It's 35 players. It's not Coach Freeze with 90. I couldn't imagine right. that. You know, that's right. tough. But, you know, the 35 players to just to be so intentional about, maybe eye contact or, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. How was your test? How's your family doing? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, are you going hunting? How was that hunting trip? It can't be all about baseball because yeah. if it's always about baseball, it's just going to be this up and down. And mm-hmm. the players, I think they think that your relationship with them is tied to their performance. And if that's Whoa. the case, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're going down an empty road. We, we all know that. And I've played for coaches like that. Like it's right. transactional, right? Like if you can, if you can help me win and mm-hmm. you have value out there on the field, mm-hmm. like we're going to have a better relationship. But if you're not a very good player, then we're not going to have as strong of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I mean, that you, you can't, you can't lead that way. So mm-hmm. we've been fortunate to have some kids that I think have really, um, have seen what we're trying to do here, um, Zach included, and mm-hmm. they've bought into, hey, I, I see that this is more about baseball or more about life than baseball, yeah. and they've helped kind of draw their teammates in there because I'm not down in that locker room, you know, and, and that's, mm-hmm. not my, that's not my place. That's their kind of sanctuary to be together yeah. and to go through mm-hmm. the ups and downs and the day-to-day together, and if you have leaders in there that, that have the same approach, like I care about my teammates in ways other mm-hmm. than just a performance – then it starts to foster, and, and that's something we're desperately trying to keep in that locker room. Mm. Yeah, That's good because, like you said, transactional. Yeah. I think it's it's evident we all love to win, though, right? We're competitors. <clears throat> and so I just heard a quote the other day that said, the aim is not so much victory as much as the effort and dedication that victory requires. Sure. And so really at the end of the day, it is about buying into the process. Yeah. But being in a role in a position that, to be honest with you, wins do matter, right? right? So like if you aren't fielding a team that can produce out there, then all of a sudden, oh my goodness, your job can be on the line. Sure. So I know about you is that you love the fundamentals. You love the little things. You want us to get better at the daily smaller battles to then ultimately compete in the ultimate war of life. Yeah. And so my thing is this, what is it that you are continuing to do to provide this process and to be able to trust the process, not only as yourself, but then instilling it within your team and within the assistant coaches as well? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, it can get repetitive, right? Like, you know, you're in here and you're training every day and, you know, it's just, I think the one thing for me is to just, is to try to serve my assistant coaches. So, you know, be here, be present, be, be here early, um, and, and to put myself in a position to where 
I'm asking their opinion. I'm giving them some ownership of different facets of our program. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes with our players, right? Like, yeah. so this is you, – you own – you know, let's sit down and go over how can we serve you better? How can we coach you better? Mm-hmm. And when it comes out of their mouth and we put that into, okay, this is what we're going to do because you said this is what you need. Mm-hmm. Now you have ownership of that, that process. So it's a, the, the process is talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, 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 it can't be overstated, right. you know, that, I mean, it's right. just a, it's day by day mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's layer by layer. And I talked a lot with our guys last year's team of just keeping your head down and just, just, just showing up here every day and staying in. I mean, you know how we are when we, yeah. it's just a routine. I'm all about routine. I think kids yeah. need that at that age yeah. and, you know, get up and go to class and yeah. do that every day and come down here and you're, you know, your body responds to that, and then uh, and in turn, your performance responds to that. And mm. so, you know, it's a great question and something that um, it's it's. I think it's continuing to evolve with yeah. each team, yeah. but at the end of the day, the framework is never changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that's just part of what you're 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 going to have to be uh, bought into and invested in in order to get you know that success on the field. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's really cool. You're talking about the power of habit. Yep. Like uh, our team read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah. And he said, it seems like you've set up for your team like this environment of positive habits. Right. And James Clear says, uh, good habits make time your ally, but bad habits make time your enemy. Mm-hmm. So as Great time quote. progresses, yeah. like if we set in place this foundation, this routine, this system like yep. you have, Coach, it just makes time our yep. ally. Like let time pass. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like our team will just grow and build. That's yep. so cool. Yeah, and habits are, I mean, it's who you are. And, and we have a we have a continuum where, you know, your thoughts turn into your words and your words turn into your habits and your habits turn into your routine yeah. and your routine right. turns into your destiny. And I mean, it's just, it's just that constant, it, it's life. And so, yes. you know, we, we try to talk a lot about that and, and, and having habits that, and, and changing your habits is a wonderful rewarding accomplishment yes. you know hey yeah. and and i've yes. seen it with young players yes. like yes. I, your habits they, they're terrible you know, <laughs> right. they got to change you're yeah. burning the candle on both ends you don't eat breakfast you're late mm. your, your appearance isn't good and then they change those habits and that's another reward from the coaching that has nothing to do with winning and losing it just yeah. has more to do with impacting you know these kids so mm. yes. pretty cool yeah and with um, all that system that you've put in place um you also are so relational and it sounds like just hearing you talk about your team it sounds like your team is a lot like your family Mm -hmm. and I know that you have a family as well so not only do you have this huge roster of guys but you also have two sons Tyler and Ryan and you have them here and I guess my question is coach I know you're you have a lot going on in your life how do you balance that both having this family, this team here, and a family back at home, wife, sons, yeah. and just balancing those two things together when you're about to start season, about to travel. What is that like? Yeah, I've gotten better as I've gotten older. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that much. You know, as a young assistant coach, yeah. I was very narrow-minded, and um, I've got a rock star wife, so you can't you can't do it without Let's her. Go. You know, shout and out so, Miss Jackson. And so, um, you know, we we have to sit down, and she has to tell me what time Ryan gets out of practice and Tyler gets out of practice, and yeah. so she does a good job of being patient with me because she probably mm-hmm. tells me things more than once. But um, but no, it's it's um, you know, I went through a point in my career where I had to intentionally leave my cell phone in the car. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you have recruits calling you, yeah. um, and the kids were starting to get to an age where 
you know, not that it wasn't fun to change their diapers and feed them bottles, but they were at that point where they were wanting to see dad and let's play with dad when he gets yeah. home. And so um, that was hard. That was really mm-hmm. hard, you know, because it, the recruiting's at such a young age and you feel like, you know, there's a fear of missing out or there's a, a fear of getting beat by another school if you don't mm-hmm. answer that call. And yeah. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, I'm putting recruits in front of my family. And I, I just, you know, that was hard. That was hard mm-hmm. for me. But, um, you know, being here and, and, and having – um, Liberty and having LCA and having it was exactly probably more than I thought it would have been just yeah. being the head coach here. So a big reason I came back here, yeah. and so my wife's family's from here. They help us, um, you know, when we need it. Grandma and Grandpa are there, and then for my kids to be mm-hmm. able to get out of school and, and literally walk across the parking lot yeah, and be here crazy. for practice. That's right. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that. They, they're mm-hmm. spoiled. They don't know it. You know, they grow <laughs> up. They're growing up the way we all wish we could have grown That's up. Right. But it's really special to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Coach, you know. As you brought that up about kind of this aspect of pressure, um, you know, you are the leader, right? You're top of the food chain as the head coach, right? You call the shots, you write the lineup card, you make the practice plans every single day. And so everyone always looks up to you. And, you know, you cannot not have influence. Like you always have influence every single day, no matter what you want or what you go out and set out to do. And so my question is this. As a leader, how are you making the choices every single day to follow well, right? Yeah. So how are you surrendering your leadership role and what you do on a daily basis as a coach over to the Lord? And how much does that relationship mean to you in your life? Yeah, no, that's, um, you know, going back to habits and routine, I think that's that's the hardest part in that is to say, okay, I've got to get up and i got to make time yeah. for, for, for the Lord. i got to make some quiet time here. It's amazing how it slows your day down. We right. all know that, right? right? So if you're a head coach, there's the one thing you probably want most is, is for your day to slow down, you know, yeah. it, it, you know, for the most part. So I think that's one thing for me. I, I think there's a reason the word servant is found in the Bible about mm. 800 times. Yeah. And the word okay, le- the word yeah. leader is found, and 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 you can fact check me here, but I think it's it's only six. Wow. Ooh, ouch! So wow. I saw that tweet, and yeah. literally I saw that tweet yesterday. Yeah. Um, retweeted by one of our players. Wow! And if that doesn't hit home, that's it. You know, I I don't know what does. And so when you come in here to to literally it, the, down there in that hallway, leading from our locker room to our dugout, there's yeah. three pillars in our program mm-hmm. to serve, to grow, and compete. And mm-hmm. the first one is serve. And so if you're asking your players to come down here with that servant mindset of how can I serve your teammates, yeah. then we have to do that you know, as coaches and not mm-hmm. just serve the players, but there's strength coaches, there's director of player development, there's mm-hmm. academics, there's, you know, there's so yeah. many people here that you have to have that servant mindset with not 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 how can you help me but hey how can I help make things easier for you guys and so um, that's just kind of how I've always looked at it you know I think it's just something that um, I would have wanted as a as a player I would have wanted as a staff member and so you know again I'm just going to go back to to how it was modeled for me and Mm. how I would want it if I was in those positions as a player or staff member here. Mm. And, you know, uh, so far so good. I don't know. You have to ask them, but I think, you know, we've got a good thing going here. Most definitely. It's cool to hear you talk about how you lead as a servant because that is just modeling Christ. And you don't have to say a word. Like Philippians 2, Jesus took the very nature of a servant not considering equality with God something to be grasped. Mm-hmm. Like you're the head coach. 
right. know, you could be the head coach. Yeah, right. But you're like, no, I'm going to instead take this nature of a servant and show Jesus to these boys without even have to bring out a gospel track. Right. So that's right. so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, coach, just closing up, this interview has been super cool and encouraging. And mm-hmm. we just wanted to leave the door open for you yeah. just to give our listeners just a piece of hope or encouragement or something the Lord has been laying on your heart or teaching you recently so that our audience who's listening yeah. right now would just be encouraged to live that built different life. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that opportunity. And I think um, for me, the, the biggest thing is that God has a plan for your life. It's so hard, it's yeah. especially at their age. As And I say they're like our players. It's so yeah. hard. You guys are young, you know, younger yeah. than I am. You were just, you just went through that. You just remember being in college and you think, What's next? Hmm. Like, there's some hard things you go through in college. Maybe it was an injury. Maybe it was things like, you know, why? You know, why? And it's hard to keep your eyes on the fact that God has a plan for your life that's so much greater and Mm. bigger than anything that we can draw up. I can remember being a young assistant coach thinking, man, I can't, I want to go coach in the ACC that, you know, and and you get there and it's, it's not any different, right? right? You know, you just there's right. a little more media coverage and a little bit bigger stadiums, <laughs> but the players are the same. And, yeah. you know, so you, you have this, I think we all have this plan in our minds of, of how we want it to be mm. and to be able to get out of the way and let it be how God wants it to be is mm. the most rewarding thing. Even though there's times where you think, man, this can't be what he wants for my life. And yeah. I think as, as you get older, you look back on some of the things that you went through in your life and you thought, man, I was... I was kind of a fool because I see what he was trying to teach me at that point. And if I hadn't gone through that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now. And so that would be, I mean, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says that, that I know these are the plans that I have for you, for you to prosper and mm-hmm. give you a future and give you hope and give you all those things that we don't deserve that he gives us, you know, yeah. the hope and the grace and the mercy in our lives that, you know, that we all need and that mm-hmm. we all need to spread to others. So that would be how I would love to finish it. You know, whether you're a leader, whether you're a player, whether you're somebody, you know, in a, in a competitive world, I think mm-hmm. that's the best way to say it, right? Yeah. In business, you know, in, in sports, all that, if you're in a competitive world, you always want the next best thing. And sometimes the next best thing, you know, you need to wait for. So. That's it. Yep. Coach, we love you. I love you so much. Yep. Thank you for investing in my life over all of these years. It yep. is a pleasure to serve under you now and just be the athletic shepherd for the guys and just be around the stadium and be around just yep. what you have built and the energy and the culture that you've built here. It's been a blessing to me. So just thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us today. All right. Love you too. Thanks, Zach. Yes, sir. Thanks, bro. Man, what a powerful episode that was with Coach Scott Jackson. Like I said, someone who is so near and dear to my heart. Um, I was just so blessed to be able to play for a man that truly does value relationships and values what servant leadership actually looks like and actually represents that and puts it on display every single day. And, you know, I'm going to rehash on something that I shared in the middle of the interview and something that Coach Jackson shares with the team all the time. And it's a quote that he loves and that I really love now. And it says, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. At the end of the day, you guys, it really is all about relationships. It's not about how far you can go on your own. It's not about how far you can go by yourself Um, With no help, it's not embarrassing to ask for help. It's not embarrassing to ask for 
accountability. It's not embarrassing to ask for a friend and to press in closer to relationship. You guys, we were made to love and to be loved. We were made for that very thing. And so we have to press in closer in our desperate times of need. And to be honest with you, I don't think it's possible um, to really go through life by yourself because I think the enemy to our faith walk is isolation. And I really want to hone in on what Coach said there at the end and just the powerful kind of mantra that he left us with, which was, God does have a plan for your life. But can I say something? It's really hard to believe those words sometimes when you just got the phone call with the bad news. Or it's really hard when someone you love just passed away and it was so unexpected. Or it's really hard when it's silent and you're afraid and you don't know what to do next. Because can I be honest, silence is deafening sometimes. I'm going to say that again. Silence can be so, so deafening. And I want you to understand that really being able to then believe that God does have a plan for your life, it takes the power of pressing into him, drawing closer to him. James 4.8 says, draw close to God and he then too will draw close to you. Let me tell you something, real faith, it takes that authenticity though. I don't think faith is impossible without being authentic with God. You have to be real with Him. You have to open up to Him. You have to be putting in the work and taking action because God is always on the move. He's always ahead of us. He's always pursuing those, pursuing us. He's always taking action in everything that He does. So if He's constantly on the move and you're remaining stagnant and complacent in your faith, you are actually distancing yourself further and further and further away from Him. So my thing is this. I want you today, and I want to challenge you, take action. Go out and love on somebody. Go out and serve somebody. If Christ died for us, the least that we could do is live for Him. Live for him by loving on somebody today. Live for him by going out and serving somebody today. Live for him by shooting somebody a text, just letting them know how much you appreciate them or how thankful you are for them because giving is the best form of receiving, but also press in close to the heart of God today because I'm telling you something, you can't give what you don't already have. So therefore, you have to be filling up your cup because if your cup runs dry and it runs empty, you have nothing left to give. You don't have the love of God left in you. Instead, you just have the love of man. And let me tell you something. You don't just die to self once a day to serve others. You have to die to yourself multiple, multiple, multiple times a day. So you can't do that apart from the love of God. So fill yourself up. Fill your cup up and keep giving it and spreading his love onto others. You guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Hey, I want to push a little bit for next week's episode. We're interviewing Pastor PJ Preston. He is one of my greatest and dearest friends as well. That man is absolutely unbelievable, and he gives us an episode and an interview you do not want to miss. He brings the energy and the passion, and all we're talking about next week is how we can grow spiritually and not remain stagnant or complacent in our faith walk as we embark on this process and this journey of this new year in 2022. You don't want to miss it. Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Built Different Podcast. Hi there. This is Jessica from the Built Different Podcast team. 
As a reminder, you can listen to this show on your favorite podcasting platforms, such as Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Whatever platform you choose, please remember to subscribe to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Also, if you happen to catch the show on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Thanks again for tuning in to the Built Different Podcast.